Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. That was Chewbacca, not a dinosaur. <laughs> really? If it's not like Chewbacca, I'm quite happy. Right. I always wanted to do a chewy noise. Welcome to Hardcore Listing. Um, it's part two of our podcast with uh, Jess Megan. She's a lady. She's a lady on the floor. Ding, 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 ding. Fuck's hair. Um, yes. So it's with the lovely Jess um, who come to our little bar and drank you out of house and home. She just drank a, a whole bottle of apple sours. Not snap. She was snapshot it. Snap. That's not easy to say over list. Trust me. Um, yeah, and and what a bloody lot of fun it was! Oh, it was fucking great. Yeah, I think I drank a bottle of wine, and we obviously all went in on dinosaurs, and then it dived. It started spiraling. Yeah, I, you know, you you started asking Jess what her position on sex robots was, which I don't know where that came from. Well, but. because I've been chatting um, on social media because there was a big thing about sex robots becoming a, a big thing, mm-hmm. and so you wanted to know whether or not to buy one. Well, no, I don't know why I thought. Jess might be an authority on it. But, um, <laughs> well, you will hear Jess's opinion on yeah. that. Uh, amongst a, a lot of... Uh, she's got a big insight on dinosaurs, which you've heard part one now, so yep. you should you should already know that. Yeah, And we hear a little bit about her career as well and, and yeah. the choices that she's made. And um, she's just a very switched-on, fun person. She's a she? smart cookie. And mm. God damn, does she know her dinosaurs. <laughs> Really poor. What is that then? What do you think that was? That sounded like someone running over Grover. <laughs> Run Grover. Click and subscribe, and thanks for uh, listening. Yeah, and thanks to um, Seventy Six who's produced this, and thanks to Brad Acton who does all our little videos. And if it's not out already, or you've not had a look already, go and have a little look on Patreon and see what the hardcore listing lads have got to say about Patreon and what we're going to be doing. In 2018. With your good money. Yeah. You schlegs. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Oh, man. Oh, right. shall, I, um, shall I move on to my... Well, the thing well, is... Oh, what? No, no, fire away. Go okay, on, no, fire right. away. I don't know. I want to talk a little bit about what you also do with regards to work as well and stuff oh. like that. So we, we can 
filter that in. Yeah, it's quite weird because normally, we? normally we're like three quarters of the way through your life by now. And um, Man, I, do you know what? Not your life. We don't talk about your life on all our podcasts. <laughs> that was I've got this with Christmas shoe about and I was Jess. Like, do you know what? These guys are really obsessed and it's kind of freaky, <laughs> it's to be honest. Like, it's a bit weird. Like, I'm just listening to this podcast and they just know so much about me. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, we can talk about what I do. Yeah. What do you do? I was do? about to say something there. Did I interrupt? Oh, I was, no, 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 no. I was, was going to move on to the next one, but okay. you, can, you, can, um, you can ask me what I So we about. met, didn't we? We met on Pip's photo shoot for his Dark Summer merch. merch. Dark Summer and, merch. And um, that was a fun old photo shoot. It involved yeah. us breaking into somewhere, and <laughs> I, was loitering, somewhere. I was loitering somewhere on my own for about two hours while they took photos on a beach, and on then... Everyone was like, what was you doing? Was oh, no. Everyone, you everyone like, was like, what was you doing in there like for two sh- hours? He's like, you're shifting his feet and just looking at the ground and just kind of, like, yeah, it was, I, I remember, because they, um, whatever, the, the, the place, they sealed it, didn't they? And yeah. um, it was, it had to be unsealed once again. But mm. it was very, very, very fun. It was very exciting and so worth it because the location was absolutely fantastic. It was really and good, It was really, really it? exciting. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. So in relation to that, the reason I was on that shoot was because I am a model. Uh, my job is, uh, I'm I'm sort of I'm more I'm more of a, a curve model. That's you got crisp in your beard. Oops, <laughs> <laughs> is it gone? It's gone. Um, earlier we were we were we were drinking hot chocolates and there was um, this like sort of like marshmallowy fluff in it and oh my god it was an absolute like chaos. It's in, very messy. It was chaos wasn't in it? Chris's beard. Yeah. Yeah. It was mad. Um, he was picking picking marshmallow out of his nose and all sorts. <laughs> um, so I'm a model. Uh, I'm, a, I'm I'm sort of more of a curve model. This is kind of why I what I do is a little bit more niche than your average. Um, and. I talk a lot about uh, body positivity. I find that, I think that's a really important thing. I think we need to pay more attention to that at the moment, especially in the climate that we're living in. Um, I think people uh, don't take it too seriously, as maybe not as seriously as they should. Um, we were, me and Chris were having a chat earlier and I was saying you cannot be what you cannot see. And I think like at the moment we're getting a lot of cookie cutter um, representations of what you need to look like in the media, for example, and this applies to everyone. This applies to all genders. This isn't just specific to women. Mm. Um, uh, like you, men, for example, are encouraged to look after their biceps more than they're taught to look after their like minds and their mental health. And with women, um, it's all about kind of basically the the voyage to be thin. Mm. Um, which and that I mean you can speak to like any woman every woman has kind of encountered at some point in her life at some she's had to butt up against her body all right and there's yeah. been some sort of um battle there and i always feel like i have to preface this it's a bit bizarre because i although i think what i think this is a fantastic movement i always feel like i have to kind of explain to people why it's important mm. because it's kind of become a bit of a buzzword on instagram mm. it's really easy to uh, hear it and kind of dismiss it like it, like like the word empowerment in, in feminism it's like you know what does that word really mean but there is I think this is a very legitimate thing that needs to be focused on so yeah that's what I do I'm yeah so I'm a model and that's uh, that's sort of my little specific thing yeah. that I, I talk how, about how did, that, how did that come about so um, 
gosh. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is this is rooted way, way, way back. Like back when I was like very, very young, and like I was surrounded by women. How old are you now, Jess? So I'm 24. Okay. I'm 24. So um, I was surrounded by women who uh, just it was just I couldn't it, it I couldn't believe how even there was something in me that was just really like it was like a little little fire that was kind of little smolder little fire burning in my chest and i was i I used to get really upset by the amount of women around me that just all they did was talk about their thighs or their stomachs Mm. or and they weren't talking about things that i i mean don't get me wrong oh god i mean this makes me sound like women don't talk about anything else i mean Mm. that's not true at all like obviously you know, I've, you're I was, talking about what you were surrounded by. Yeah, that point. yeah, at, at, at the point, at, at that point, and it was, and I, mean, I, I have these very dis- like distinct memories of seeing friends or, or older or like relatives in changing rooms crying because they couldn't get into a yeah. fucking dress, or you know, and and like, or like seeing women on TV who had happened to have aged ten years because that's what human beings do and just that that was what they were commenting on rather than commenting on the fact that that they were doing a great job at what they were doing it was about their face or like the fact that they'd got wrinkles or they got botox or whatever and in my like albeit juvenile mind this just seemed so like it, ju- it was just so unimportant it was so like that's, that's a good start to be at, at a very bizarre, young age because most people will go with what they're... You get sucked into it, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I I don't know what it was that made me... I think, do you know what? I think it's because, truthfully, obviously it did affect me in a big way. And um, I... I, ba- I mean, I, I'm very lucky. I'm very privileged. I got, I, I'm very privileged. I got a great education, um, which meant, you know, I, and I read a lot. Like, I read, I read books way beyond, like, not... Um, this isn't me trying to sound like I'm, I'm so cool um i i read a lot i read way beyond like my like the capacity for my age because i just i was kind mm-hmm. of a loner so um and that's not like i'm glad of it now yeah. at the time it sucked but yeah. like you know now i'm glad of it because it meant that i what is that noise that's <laughs> something being murdered but don't worry they they rarely come in here i don't suppose you can hear that that's You're my neighbor here. trying to do a spinosaurus over the fence <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just, do you know what? I just suddenly, I was like, I, I can hear that, and I can't ignore it any longer. I've got, <laughs> I've got to say something. Can anyone else hear that, or is it just me? Um, what was I saying? Um, anyway, yeah. So I, I, I read a lot, and I was really taken by, um, just you know, I was just taken by feminism, and you know what, um, and and you know, the, all these theories, and I just, I was just, I was fascinated. So anyway. Um, I remember just like kind of spending time in my room and just sitting in front of the mirror naked and just analyzing my body and just looking at it and trying to figure out like how it was, you know, I was just completely obsessed with um, not eating for like days on end. And then sometimes I would binge eat until it hurt. Like I would, it would hurt me. So how long ago was this? This was, I mean, okay, so this has been going on since, I mean, th- well, not going on, it's not mm. going on anymore, but it, it was going on. So I started doing this. Um, I start to be aware of my physical self from about the age of eight. I think that's probably an accurate... No, seven, in fact, because... Very early right, on. Very early on, right? Because at the end of the day, you're at school and you're interacting with kids and 
like, that's so, I think this comedian said it last night, kids are cunts and they, <laughs> they were nasty and they would point out things about you that you may not have noticed before yeah. and suddenly you start to notice them and you start to think that was something that, okay, right, well, this is, this is the thing. It wasn't important me... until they started talking no, about it. No, it wasn't. I genuinely, I mean, I'm, I, as, a, as a child, I was a very, uh, very, I was in my own world. I didn't, I, uh, as I said, I was a bit of a loner. It didn't matter so much that I didn't, have a lot of friends because I could make my own entertainment. It was I read a lot and I sort of I sang and I enjoyed just kind of living in my own world. But then people started to kind of so I was living in my bubble. People started to kind of pop at it and kind of provoke it and go mm. eh, like this this thing about you is weird and oh by the way you're fat and being fat was suddenly was presented to me as the worst thing I could possibly be. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that there were girls in my school, girls in like, you know, at that age, who were pushing other people over and exposing things about them that was so like private, that was just totally fine. Mm. There was nothing wrong with that. But apparently me kind of doing no harm to anyone in particular, but me having fat on my body was like the worst thing that like like this, this was it's just, mind like, this was the isn't worst. It? Yeah. It was, like, and I was like, okay, well, I've, I mean, I've got to fix it. So, so it suddenly became kind of like this obsession that I had that I shouldn't have had at all because it wouldn't have bothered me yeah. had it not been for the fact that, um, you know, I was, I was, I felt like an outcast because of it. Uh, for uh, I, like I was talking to you about earlier about Chris. I was talking to Chris earlier about bowling for Columbine. And Marilyn Manson actually was the one, and it really did like resonate with me. He said, mm. you know, if, if you sell this idea that people like, you know, you sell fear, like people don't want to fuck you, they mm. don't want to be around you because of the way you look, if you're spotty, if you've, if you know, there's something about you that's that's like not quite fitting. It like that's that's the thing. Then and you you make people focus on you become obsessed with that thing, and so I became obsessed with the 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 um the journey to losing weight and so i went through school and i was pretty much i was i just continued to be overweight because i was a kid yeah <laughs> it's just like i was a child like looking back now i'm like if i could go back and just like give me a little hug and be like you're gonna be fine you're gonna be a model mm. <laughs> And all these people that are taking the piss out of you, like, you know, fuck them because it's not going to matter. But that was the most important thing. So I got, uh, so anyway, like fast forward, get to the point where I start to sort of realize that this, this thing that I was experiencing was completely, I mean, and this is as a massive, massive, like, thanks to, you know the fact again very privileged to have an education that i could read and i could look i could i could think about this stuff i started to realize it was an illusion it wasn't real like none of the stuff that i was i was i was promote uh, none of the stuff that i was um encouraged to believe in the important stuff it wasn't real what it was what it was it was i mean this i mean i was around 15 or 16 when this started to occur to me i started to realize this stuff is not it's not true. It's just an illusion. It's just it's just to get me to buy stuff. It's not mm. it's not real, and so I it wasn't overnight, but it crept up slowly. I mean, bearing in mind I was in college when this happened. I was sixteen years old, and I'm twenty four. So it's been a long process for me to have suddenly gone. Actually, I'm not going to let this stop me from living my life, and it did, and it does still to this very day stop women and men from living their lives. If you look at 
Um, there's no better, basically like eating disorders across the board. I think something like, uh, I wish I could remember because suddenly the statistics have gone out of my head. Um, I think 10% of everyone that has an eating disorder dies, right? And that's a lot of people. I might have to get it up in a minute. As a result of the eating disorder. As a result of the Mm. eating disorder. And don't get me wrong, like that's not all to do with what you see in the media that's Mm. that's numerous things that can be OCD that can be maybe your parents have kind of instilled a perfectionism in you Mm -hmm. that you can't seem to shake but a lot of it is to do with what you're seeing and I just decided I'm not I'm not doing this anymore this is this is a miserable way of living i'm sick of going to the fridge and opening it and looking inside it for like five minutes and not i can't bring myself to make myself something to eat because i'm so i'm so i'm so worried i'm so frightened of what might happen if i eat this thing and i mean i know it sounds so small and so like it's 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 almost like just it's it's nothing but it, it it really is debilitating a nation and it's debilitating women and it's and i'm it's like, not just women not just women sorry like i, I, I was blaming for no, 12 no, no. years and, you were bling- sorry and, yeah no I and mean, it was like and and it is de- absolutely like drives your life like mm. you can't open the fridge and look at it and think i'm gonna make a sandwich yeah you no, think, exactly that i can't and do that and, and, exactly, like, and if i do yeah. you go and throw up or you then go and run 10k mm. and panic the and, and, it, and it drives your life and it and it don't really go away it's always there definitely it's always there and like and this was probably from 17 to like mid 20s and like but wow. you know i think that once you've kind of got that relationship with food i do think and and, and body image mm. i don't think it ever goes away i no. think it's always there just because of the society we live exactly, in exactly because and, it's, and it's always put and and, mm. and what's weird is then if i look back and i said to you the other day like kids like when i was growing up like i'm 44 so in the early 90s when i was going out and things like that not any one of my friends or anyone i ever see anywhere had a six-pack Right, yeah. Everyone's got a fucking six pack now, <laughs> and but that's but the, the drive to get that is almost debilitating yeah. as well. You yeah. know, your life is it's, for it's for what? It's the, if for that's what? that's for the what? body part that um, is shared between men and women is the part that they're most conscious about. It's not genitalia. It's not yeah. that. It's the, the, belly, it's the that's, stomach. That's the bit where yeah, that's the bit where fat tends to kind of like gather. But it's like you, it's like you said. Um, I often get sucked into the fact, like, I often, I know, like, the thing is, like, I know it's men. When I look at statistics, I see automatically, like, 90% women. So I'm always like, oh, it's a woman's issue. But it's not. And it is, uh, it's a male issue as well. But yeah. you, you just, it's a bit like when I was talking about, I was talking to Chris earlier about, like, sexism and stuff. And that, I mean, you just, you just assume and you forget. Yeah. And, and, but it is absolutely a man's issue yeah, as well. Yeah, but also, you're, fi- you're fighting it from, from where you can and from what you want. And, 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 where okay. you can do it when you say when you were saying about well, you need to we need to be able to see it for people to be it is that's what you're doing you can't be a you can't yeah. be you can't be a male model yeah. <laughs> do you know what you, I mean so you know yeah, you can only talk it from your experience do you know what, do you know what freaks me out when I, when I look at things right and it's Christmas right a time of year when you want you're totally exposed to <laughs> delicious food mm. yes, lots of social absolutely. gatherings where you want to go and drink and beer and it's winter and it's cold and like mm. and you're constantly thrust these DVDs with a picture of someone with a full of figure. stomach. Oh, yeah. 
And then, but you could look like mm. this. Like, mm. what's what? Why? What's the drive to look like that? Mm. It's really interesting that. Now, what is the drive? Though? Well, yeah, that is. It's so superfluous. It's it's very shallow. Because, the, you know, health and fitness shouldn't be about that drive, right? So, it shouldn't be right, about no. ultimately what you look like. I'm right, don't no, say no, it's right. right. I, I, the I ego don't think what that. you look like necessarily means how fit you exactly, are. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, but we, we broke right, that yeah. in. But also, people won't get like that because they don't have the motivation. Really, what we should be saying is, hey, these are all the great benefits of if you exercise regularly. This is going to keep your mind sharp. You think mm-hmm. clearer. You'll be, it, it, it raises endorphin levels in you. It'll make you generally actually can make you happier mm. but not for this reason not no. don't look, here you go here's the here's the sort of washboard stomach sort of look mm-hmm. because it's always really difficult to um i did that insanity workout and that was tough that's like two or three months yeah it's about two months of seriously intensive training and i pretty much got a six pack at that point it was like a four pack let's say <laughs> um yeah and i was doing it with a, a girl mate of mine who we, 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 we which i wanted to come on to but to, to maintain that all the time. It's like, no, because you know yeah. what? I like I like to have a beer. I like to have chocolate. You had pizza here and there. So mm-hmm. I don't think I want to continue that. Do I want to be healthy? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. But when you were saying about the, the you know, the female experiences, watching my girl mates talking about food and calorie counting in the re- and, and, and it wasn't because of health and the devil's in the detail there. If they were always going, I am only pumping shit into my body. I'm going to give myself diabetes. I'd be like, cool, that's a rational conversation to have. But it was always like, I can't keep my hand out the Nutella jar. Um, you know who you are. It's one of my friends. Um, and I'm, I'm on a 500 calorie day today. And it's like, and everywhere. And there was no real. calories. She wasn't us. making progress Fuck. Yeah. with it, really. And it was this yeah, constant. But you won't. If you're eating 500 calories, you will crash diet. You'll yeah, lose yeah, it, yeah, and it'll come back on like. Because people body don't. Stores people it don't stores really. It's like, well, I don't know when I'm when I'm going to get this this next yeah, meal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like got to. Oh, it's, it's, it, and it doesn't. It categorically, anyone that's listening to this, mm. diets like mm. crash diets don't mm. work. No. Don't even bother. Yeah. I under, completely understand. That if it that eating disorders are out there and they're yeah. absolutely real, and there's and a we, massive appeal to it. That's and it's, why and it's, get into it's it. it's that get thin quick thing. Yeah. It doesn't work, and it is going to make you sick. Yeah. I did it, and I passed out on the train. It just it's 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 just a it's a, it's something that needs to be addressed as a genuine sickness. And I think one of the biggest issues at the moment is that. Well, I mean, this is all like there's lots of different reasons. There's government funding and all sorts of that, but all sorts of things like that. But like eating disorders are generally kind of not catered to very well. You can get numerous different ways to fix it: uh, cognitive behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, medication. Um, there's like numerous different like different psychotherapy that you can get to help this thing, but it is it is generally kind of put down as like you know a self-inflicted like problem. Mm. It's not. Um, and it is something that needs to be looked at. If you're eating like crazy amounts of food to the point where you are hurting, that's binge eating. If you are starving yourself for days on end, or if you're starving yourself, like, like that's anorexia. If you're making yourself throw up, which is two to three times more common than anorexia, that's a sickness. And it, and I mean, it needs to be, it needs to be looked at and it's incredibly important. And, um, the, the the obsessive counting of calories and 
the overworking, over the over exercise. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with looking after yourself. Like there is, but there is a limit. Like and there and there's, you know, I think people kind of can't. There's a it, the the line is so blurred. It's very very yeah. difficult to identify what is a sickness and what is totally. Not. So, I mean, it's. I just I just I I mean it it just. It makes me angry when I see um, the media perpetuating such unhealthy images mm. as completely normal. And I'm seeing this and I'm just like, oh my, like, it's it's so, so irresponsible. It's so irresponsible and it's wrong. And I hope that one day we'll live in a society where we'll look back and go, that was up that yeah. we did that it was really fucked up because there's new there's things we look back on now and go i can't believe that we used to advertise smoking mm. smoking was advertised as totally fine i think it was fred flintstone mm. having a fag and you know like benson's are the greatest he probably was a bit tense with all them dinosaurs oh, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, his car was yeah fair was play. Like, i mean actually do you know what like my argument does not hold up because dinosaurs and you know it's prehistoric times were probably quite stressful and you needed the nicotine <laughs> but my my point stands is that I feel like it is there has to be there has to be a change because it's I mean aside from the fact that yeah people are sick and people are dying from this from these diseases it's also just like oh man like the other thing that really stopped me from focusing on it was because and I mean this can sound ominous but death <laughs> it's an incentive not like a threat it's like one day you're gonna die are you really gonna freak out over the fact that you had that mince pie with cream yeah. like is that gonna be a thing that you're mm. gonna obsess over for the next three days because that's what that's what people are doing and that's that's i mean that's that's madness like just i mean look after yourself your body is a temple um treat it and i think caitlin moran said this is very very oh, wise fucking hell absolute dream guest she, right. She's if you just can the get, best. If you can get Kayla Moran on here, can I just literally hold on like a koala bear to her leg because I love her. I adore her. Um, Absolutely adore her. She's one of my favorite. I've read. I've, I mean, I've read How to Be a Woman, How to Be a Girl, and um, mm. uh, there's another one she did. She, talks, uh, she talks about a pink toothbrush in it. The way she <laughs> talks about the book. But this is the way she talks as well. It's all very fast, isn't it? Hello, and yeah. everything, and you say everything, and she just knows exactly what she's saying, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but she said. Um, it was brilliant. It was I can't quote it word for word, but it was like treat your body like you would treat a baby. You would never cut that baby. You would never um, overfeed it until it cried in pain, and you would never starve it. Treat your body um, like like protect it and everything it, e everything within your skin. That's what you were born to do. Like just just and like one little tidbit from me. No one will ever be as supportive of you as your thighs. Yeah. <laughs> no one. So give them a cuddle every now and then and tell them you love them. It's so important. Yeah. Like, it's your body's an amazing thing. I mean, if, if you could go through all the complexities of every single thing it does every day just to keep you alive, yeah, I mean, people would love it that much more. Yeah. But no, we have to focus on trivial things like a packet of crisps. I mean, come yeah. the mm. fuck on. <laughs> God, yeah, well, we, yeah, we we've I done a three-hour-long podcast about crisps where we ate forty-six bags. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we, we it got, it got, I did see that. It I got sketchy it. at the end, Jess. We like driving home. Uh, the amount of salt I, I had on my tongue. Eat too many crisps. I ate too many crisps. Yeah, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. 
but we had to get that five. What's your favourite? <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> we had to get that five. Nearly killed us, but we had to lock down those um, five. They're called no, curls, and curls. they're um, they're like a what's it, but they're peanut butter flavour. Okay, fancy. I've not no, they're not fancy. You buy them in the range or in like pan shops, and fuck me. It, I mean, we had Tony Your from favorite ones. Mm, we had um, the guy that was that, that was the master chef of that two years ago. Tony Rod, yeah, and, uh, and he'd come around to help us do it, and he'd never had one and blew his mind. Didn't yeah, it? they were good. They were bloody good. What else was in there? Scampi fries, a couple of other things. Yeah. But we didn't expect them oh, to like do as well. Fries. Yeah. We all consistently scored them quite well though. That's why they ended up coming out yeah. coming out all right. Um they were talking about um you know um, I mean they, the wizards, I don't know who they are, but like in the documentary <laughs> is what I meant to say. Yeah. They um they were talking about like skips and what's it's and they were saying that there's like actually a lot of scientific like research that goes into these crisps to make you buy more because they fizz and they absorb into all your right. tongue. So the idea is to get you to buy like more and more of these things because they just you can't actually your tongue is supposed to detect fat. So when you know like you know I mean this isn't this is just like you know your body is it's very very clever and it, it, it tends to give you a, a signal as to mm. like I've had enough of this thing now I don't don't want any more. That mm. these are scientifically designed to like literally get you to buy more because you can't detect the amount of fat Bypassing. that you're ingesting because yeah. of the way that it dissolves on your tongue. It's absolutely fascinating. And brilliant. But then again, this ties into <laughs> consumer culture, right? Because yeah. you know this is them selling not because of the, the, the any for any good reason other than to sell more for people to eat more and that's not mm. you know it's not all that great it's great science it's cleverly done mm. but you know a bit like what Ian Malcolm says in Jurassic Park and they're too preoccupied <laughs> thinking whether they could and didn't think of whether or not they should I reckon dinosaurs would have liked to play McCoy's I really yeah, enjoyed I steak, the, I uh, the little the way we uh, the way we kind of like sort of bottleneck back into the... I'm uh, quite good at that. I'm quite good at that. Do you know what? I should have said nothing, but I was just I was just blown away by the genius of it. Shall we do another dino? Shall we? Mm. Oh, do you know what? Let's. We're going to try these. Because these didn't make... What are they? Right, these never they made. Like, um... They're like a rice cake. Right. But, um, again, from the range. Yeah. 49p for this giant bag. We're going to bust them open. Right? And the range is like a plethora of amazing, like, bizarro, like, savoury goods. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Right, let's give it a go. See what you okay. make. See what you make. They've gone into my top five. Oh, I like them. Are they in your top five? Yeah. Mm. Wow. I remember that. And they're like crackers. Yeah. Like sweet crackers. chili crackers, aren't they lush? Mm. Oh, I know. Yeah. Mm. They're so good. <laughs> a little bit of spice in there. The one thing I will say, it would be good if it had a little bit more, like, barbecue flavour. The aftertaste is a bit of a downer. Yeah. A bit like juicy fruit. I know that's like completely <laughs> irrelevant, but like you know how juicy yeah. fruit is a total letdown. You put yeah. it in your mouth for the first five, ten seconds, it's you're like, it's the greatest thing in the world. And then, and then it's just like... Mm. Juicy <laughs> fruit <laughs> was one of them things where I, I had that... When I asked you about what was your first drunken like drink that you could never go near again. Yeah. What's your, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't... Yeah. What, I was in some was like really bad like Ford Cortina or something going on a family holiday when I was about nine. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. And it was a boiling hot day. And I was like, can I have a drink? And there was no drinks. And I was like, have one of them, that'll help. And gave me a, a stick of juicy fruit. Mm. On a hot day in a car, oh. you do not want to be like an hour into one stick of juicy fruit. Oh. That made me so ill. Oh, no. And I was like, that's it, I'm done with juicy yeah. fruit. Yeah, gross. That, yeah. yeah. I can think that, just swilling that, masticating but can that. Can you remember the ones hour. that were called PK? Yep. And they'd done a licorice one. 
Uh, yeah, but that isn't my bag, that. No. no. Did you like that? Oh, I remember thinking they were right at the time. Yeah. I'm sure they're probably not. Like, yeah, and I'm sure they were obviously like rife with sugar. I do remember them, though. Yeah, might have been a licorice. What happens um, when a guest needs to go to the toilet? You leave there. It. You go down yeah. there and we slag we you off. We will not all force right. you to. Oh, I'll just stop it. Won't force you to. Um, really yeah, no Sorry. problem. No, it's all good. I was. Uh, to be honest, I might just do that again. I'm very, look at that. What? Well, yeah, you've done well. It's not bad. It's we not super stop. strong. It's not super strong. We can turn this into a drunk last. <laughs> okay. Right. Um. Where was we? What was he talking we about? Was gonna, we was going to... We're going to move on to our next dinosaur. Go on to yes, um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Stu, have you got to fr- throw one of your ones in here quickly, yeah, go mate? On. Go on. What are you going to say? Um, I'd really Denver. like to talk about the band Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> okay. Um, because I think they're incredible. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, do you know what? If I had to throw one in, I would go Triceratops. Good choice. Yeah, no, that is really blindsided me because mm. I used to love a triceratops. They're proper good. Yeah. Up for. I love. Right, I, I love this. Right. Up for a laugh. I, I like the fact you're talking about it. Like, I mean, back old school when I was hanging out with them. <laughs> uh, when I was at college. No, like, what I was going to say is they don't mess about. They could. They could yeah, defend they themselves did. against um, yeah. T Rexes. About the size of an elephant. A triceratops. Oh, 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 guess what? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's okay. about the size of an ele- uh, elephant. I'm wow. thinking of um, Lamb Before Time. Oh, that was good. Mm, that is actually, um, I think, r- like rated one of the top best ten dinosaur films. What's in the ten? Wow. What yeah. other ones are there? Well, obviously I mean, Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. Jurassic. Godzilla, is God- Jurassic. Oh, Godzilla's a tough one because um, he's not really a dinosaur. Do you know really what? I actually have to admit, I, I looked at the list and it wasn't, mm. I didn't recognise all of them. What in, in, like um, best actually, dinosaur meal? I looked at dinosaur podcasts and mm. there weren't a lot there either. It wasn't, mm. you know, there wasn't a lot of. I mean, I think we're we're gonna add to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, now that, that that little that little collection there. Is there ones um, of like kind of what the B movies like Tyranna, yeah, shark face, loads of, loads of, shark loads, face, loads of them. Di- <laughs> the Tyranna shark face, Dino. classic. <laughs> There's got to be something like that. Dino what quake, a classic. <laughs> Dino um, quake. There's an earthquake and dinosaurs come up out the crust. It's pretty, pretty. Is mega. that a thing? Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Top ten dinosaur movies are as follows: The Good Dinosaur, the, no. that one that came out in 2015. Never saw that. Not seen it. No. It's quite uh, plucks on the heartstrings. It's Does quite it? sad, yeah, because they're both sort of orphans, like the the little sort of cave, like cave girl or cave yeah. boy that's in it, and the, and, and the um the dinosaur. Which is, of course, See, scientifically they, they, they completely incorrect coexist. because there is no way that humans and dinosaurs would have existed in the same um, time. So, <laughs> just forget about that one. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's Jurassic Park. Uh, there was Dinosaur in 2000. Disney, Disney Dinosaur. Yep. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. Uh, Jurassic World. The Land Before Time yeah. was number five. Amazing. Uh, then there was Lost World, Jurassic Park 3. One million years BC. You know that one? Yeah. I've not seen yeah, it. Yeah, it... Um, it, uh, it, did they remake it? Because they did 10,000 BC, didn't they? And then... Oh, wait, let me have a little I, look. I... Oops. D- oh, no, that's not the one I'm it's thinking 1966, of. It's 1966, this yeah, one. No. It's quite old. The Valley of Gwangi. No. King, King Kong. I mean, not a dinosaur movie. No. That's so t- that's we totally can't really... That's, that's not, that's not right, is it? Yeah. Um, he did fight Godzilla. And then we've got, like, you know, and then I think it's just they're just clutching at straws with Ice Age and... 
that sort of thing. But then we've got Walking with Dinosaurs, nineteen ninety nine Walking yeah. with Dinosaurs, the yeah, uh, the 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 docu- the well, it's not really a documentary. It is a kind of a documentary. I yeah, uh, see. I I really together. enjoyed that, and I watched it um, recently. I mean, I watched it before, but I watched it again. And it still holds up. Like, yeah. in 1999, you know, fair play still graphics, to BBC. Still they did, they did a really good job. Not too bad, yeah. yeah I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not great. I mean, and especially the animatronics, they look like more something out of a Jim Henson film. But <laughs> they were... Um, it was, like, quite fantastic. And, you know, numerous paleontologists online have said, like, oh, to be honest, it's really, it's really expensive to put, like, put this on... Put, like, you know, kind of put this on a screen put it all together and kind of come up with what these things would have looked like and walked like. So props to the BBC. They did yep. a really good job. So it was really, really like, um, I think I might have saw the making of, of, that of that. I think I might yeah. have seen the making of like how they were doing the wireframes on the dinosaurs. Mm. And it just takes absolutely forever. It does. Um, it's smashing. I'll tell you a dinosaur movie I saw recently as yeah. recommended by our lovely guest, uh, which was Dinosaur 13. <gasps> It's really cool. Absolutely it's, brilliant. Oh. Have you seen it? No. Stu. Um, explain. Explain. So Dinosaur 13 was the 13th Tyrannosaurus Rex ever found, right? And it was... Um, the reason this particular dinosaur was so incredibly special was because it was 90% complete. Most dinosaurs that have been... Most T-Rexes that have been found before this one were only up to 40% complete, right? So this was this was an absolute find. This was incredible. But the archaeo- Mint condition. Mint condition dinosaur, yeah? So the landowner, the particular guy that owned the land around this dinosaur... Um, I can't remember his name, but basically he was kind of, well, he's portrayed in the documentary as being a bit of a crook. Yeah. Mm. Because the paleontologists that found this dinosaur were absolutely thrilled, obviously. Yeah. They were they were freaking out. The The skull on this thing was absolutely enormous. And there, there's all these, uh, in the documentary, there's all these clips of them unearthing this thing. And then eventually, because basically when a dinosaur dies, the ligaments um, dry up and it, it curls. So the pelvis yeah, 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 was... Yeah. Yeah. The pelvis, well, that's why you see so many dinosaurs yeah, yeah. in this kind of like semicircle mm-hmm. shape when they die. So the pelvis was on the skull of this dinosaur, and what they did is they re- they remove it, and they're all clapping and cheering, and they're having a drink, and it's it's really genuinely quite heartwarming. Mm. They sell, they they buy the the fossil off the most. It was the most paid for an undiscovered fossil it was five thousand dollars at the time. So they paid five thousand dollars to the landowner. Anyway, so. They've completely they've they've got all the records and they've got all the documents and everything for this dinosaur and the the landowner uh, some based uh, the the FBI turn up the FBI turn up a couple of days after they've completed um, unearthing this dinosaur excavation. Is the landowner just trying to retain it and make some money and think this is yeah this pretty is, much I mean yeah. that that's that's what's that's what yeah. is said in the documentary I mean the documentary doesn't hold up completely because. There's basically they only get interviews from people who are quite like biased, so yeah, it's it's yeah, just yeah. it's not complete, it's not you know perfect. But the FBI turn up like there's like th- the National Guard and they they seize everything. They yeah. seize this dinosaur is called Sue. They seize the dinosaur. They seize all the documents. They seize it. And it's just like they take it off and they put it in this warehouse. And it and it and there the, the judge rules that. They didn't have permission to dig up this dinosaur. It was, you know, it was it was completely illegal. The technicality on this show. Oh is, man, is, you is, really it, do have to pay attention. Honestly, mate, like, <laughs> because uh, not not you personally. You do. You have to pay more attention now. Is what Jess is saying. Pay attention. Wake up. I can see you just like you know, the red what, two eyes going both yeah. ways. You're not even like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just his look. They're quite close together. Kind of sideways. Stu's eyes just going both. It's like chameleon is just looking both ways, not at me. Having a way. This judge rules right that. 
it wasn't a legal sale. Firstly, there was a dispute because they didn't sign anything because the landowner went, oh, we'll just do it on a handshake, which is where you start thinking he's a bit, mm. it gets Dodgy. a bit moody. Yeah. Anyway, by the time this all gets to the call mm. and they're saying, right, well, look, there's a check and even on the check stub, it's four and it says the explanation, it's four to the bones of the T-Rex, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So they don't, they don't need, beyond all reasonable doubt, that was what that check was for, was for the purchase of the... Yeah. Then the judge goes on to rule, this is beyond, this is when people who get too smart can't see the woods through the trees, says that the, the process, once the bones are in the ground, is that those bones, over that period of time, crystallise and become minerals, at which point it's not bone, it's land. And he, that can't ever be a legal sale because they were selling land. And in order for it to be sold via land, it would have needed the government's approval, like how registries go. I so he, nu- yeah. yeah, but they null and voided it. And it's like, so these guys, they should have had that dinosaur skeleton. And instead, because yeah. the judge comes up with that crazy shit, yeah. they're like, no, dink, dink. Didn't, didn't I mean, go through. How, yeah. When did this come out? Oh, God. I think it was, I want to say 2013. I'm going to look it up. I want to say 2013, but I think it was a bit, might be a bit more recent than that. Yeah. Where, where, was, where, where the, can the, you find the, it? The is it on, is it on Netflix? You can find it on Netflix. Yeah, 2014. Netflix. 2014. Right. Yeah. And it was done in 89 or And it's called... Um, that's yeah, the I mean, this was... I mean, it wasn't... The dinosaur discovery was in 1990. Dinosaur 13. It was a 10-year legal battle with the US government. Um, and the Native American tribes, actually, like they were involved as well. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 fascinating because obviously, I mean, this thing, this this dinosaur is absolutely incredible. But the the I think it's Peter Larson, the guy that yeah, the guy that I mean, he wasn't the one that found it. It was his friend. Well, her name was her name was Sue. That's why it was named after her. <coughs> he was he fought like gallantly to keep to keep this dinosaur and he just he in the end he got in prison for two and a half years um over uh, i mean i literally i mean you watch this and i mean you do have to keep an open mind because it is very biased and yeah. there isn't a lot yeah. of you know like other like other side kind of yeah. interviews but they did genuinely i mean there's Lots of evidence to prove that they really did genuinely believe that what they were doing is completely legal, and they went through all the necessary, like what they thought was the necessary kind of like um, alleys to, yeah. to to keep this thing. And they yeah. were going to put the dinosaur in this. It was in. It was a tiny town in South Dakota, and they really they, they this would have brought in. They really wanted this dinosaur. There were protests. There were just people out on the streets. They just. Like this, this, this would have brought so much recognition to the town, hmm. and it got taken away. And it was, it was really, really sad, wasn't it? And when they unveiled the dinosaur, because yeah. it, the, this fucking dinosaur, man, it got auctioned. The oh, guy, gosh, the landowner, yeah. auctioned this thing, and you're watching the auction. It is tense, right? I mean, they, they don't, they don't show you the whole auction because it must have gone on for hours. But they ended up selling it for seven point six million dollars, yeah. and it went to a museum. Um, I'm not sure where, but it went. It went, so, and and the guy that found it, the guy that actually excavated this thing, he didn't get an invite. So, like, that was that, and that that was literally the end of the, do- the documentary. Yeah. And it was literally like, oh, spoiler. Yeah, sorry, guys, spoiler alert. If you ever did want to watch that it, but it is. In, you catch you catch oh. the end of the auction as well. It gets to seven point four, and the guy is like, no one else. I've given fair enough time, and then they you get that classic. He's just about to, and someone says seven point five, and everyone goes. <laughs> Um, oh but it's it's you see these people in the interviews they're crying 
at points talking about this this dinosaur they uncovering really, that. that really that's how much they cared it. yeah yeah and you can imagine like, yeah, they yeah, said yeah. that peter bloke was in love with it there like was, to, like like you'd love a partner he he said they said that he would go to the warehouse and he would just sit and look longingly through the window at this at these boxes in which the skull and the vertebrae and that was stored and he was like i'm gonna and i mean like the thing about paleontologists, I've listened to like numerous interviews over the years with paleontologists, and they get really attached to their fossils because when you discover a fossil, you're the only one to have discovered that fossil. That's you know, and it, and it becomes really, really important to you. Well, can you imagine? It's how exciting that is when you think that you you're seeing something. Look, so what we're saying, sixty-five million years ago, a meteor hit Mexico yeah. and ended everything. everything. Yeah, right. Um, and then that that just laid there. That no one's seen that, or that could have been forgotten to time. And then all of a sudden, you find that. What a weird connection to something that's so old, like that is beyond your ability. You can't conceive those numbers. Yeah. You can't conceive sixty-five million years. Just, it's not possible, really. And that's kind of why I almost picked them because yeah. I just thought, like, how is it? I mean, it's. I mean, there's. I mean, there's. There's three things you need to find. I think sedimentary rock because fossils can't. They can't live around volcanoes, and it can't be any rock that's kind of compressed and squeezed. You need to find sedimentary rock. You need to go out into a desert, not because that's where they live, but because that's you won't you, under all these plants and forests. They don't. They they were everywhere all over the world, but you need to go to a desert. And you need to. Um, that's that's the most likely place you're going to find them, and you need to get away from other paleontologists. But I mean, it's. I mean, gen. I mean, like it is. It's absolutely like i mean i know that it's difficult to think of the scale of it but if i mean just like appreciate the fact that 65 minutes the, the the meteorite that hit the earth that created a gulf and just blew in the 200 blew a 200 mile radius like kind of crater and just fucking annihilated vaporized everything for a 200 mile radius and not only that kicked up dust <laughs> Right, that went up into space and just completely covered the sun. Photosynthesis was unable to do its; it just, it just couldn't happen. And obviously, the ecosystem just perished as a result. So, like, but 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 imagine if that had if that meteorite had just not like I mean, this thing was six miles long. It was the size of Mount Everest, right? But not, and I mean, a lot of people say, "Well, that's not like that's not." I mean, it is big, but it's not that big. But it, it was big enough. I mean, imagine the speed at which this thing travelled. It was so yeah. big that when you hit when you hit the, the Earth's atmosphere, normally meteorites break up into bits. So this thing would have been even bigger than that. And it just completely annihilated everything. I mean, apart, maybe apart from frogs, right? Because frogs are indestructible. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, and, I mean... It could have just been another day. Like, if that meteorite hadn't hit, it could have been another day for the dinosaurs. They could have car carried on living for another 145 mm. million years yeah. or more. And yet, here we are, talking into microphones yeah. and playing with laptops Completely and televisions. I know. That's, that's, to me, that's, that's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we know we can... And the, and the dinosaurs couldn't do anything about their fate. And yet... We're sort of scientists of saying, you know, what with global warming and all these things, we can see our demise what we're coming. Doing. Yeah. And we're sort of kind of dragging our feet about it. We're not really doing anything. Well, again, it's what we were saying earlier. But about we can do something dissonance. about it. We, There's nothing they could have done. No. We can actually do something yeah, about totally. it. Yeah, totally. And we'd say we're smarter as well. We, mm. You know, because we've got drive around in cars or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but we literally say, so we could do something about it, but 
I don't know, I really do like it. <laughs> I, you know, when you go into a supermarket, oh, really like and you say, for example, me, so you're a vegetarian, Jess, right? So and, um, I've tried to educate myself much better when it comes to meat, and ultimately I'd like to, to completely come off of it. But what, what scared me, and what I try and do better now, is you can go into the supermarket, and there's just... Any meat you want there, and there's, there's bloody steak from all around the world. You think, that's not a fucking healthy man, that you can just pick where your meat came from. And Sorry, where are you shopping? No, it's a bad example. All <laughs> oh, right, He yeah. always digs me out, Jess. Because yeah. if I mention I've tried an oyster... He's like, you've never had an oyster in your life. You're from Bazardon. It was such yeah. I had, such I had one recently, and it was in Barcelona, yeah. and it was just like a saltwater bogey. Do you eat fish? <laughs> no, I, I, I had, do you know, I had the oyster because I, my friend sort of said, I said, I never had one. She said, why don't you get one? And I was like, all right, I'm going to try an oyster. Yeah. And it sucked. And I, knew it, I knew it would. <laughs> I've never had one. I'd love to try I one. Quite no, like I don't them. even like bother. I like them, but it's, I think the trick horrible. is the trick is, is, is completely we, not the oyster, but the seasoning. We was having a discussion um, day before yesterday, um, myself and, um, and Carol, just saying like, because Carol gave up meat for a year, um, mm. maybe last year, year before last even. And I didn't eat meat for eight years. Mm. And... I just, do you know what? It was speaking to Mike Joyce, and and just recently, I just think, do you know what? I'm just, I think I'm going to just give it another whirl. Well, like, this is interesting, mate, because oh, is, yeah. what, what we've got, um, I have to reinforce that you're not Thanks. boring me. Um, <laughs> we've got New Year's coming up, and we're going to do a New Year's special, aren't we? So we've got a few resolutions, I think, we'll be throwing around with uh, our other guests. Oh. And, and, and so mm-hmm. this could be something, because booze is one for me. I'm really... Yeah, you mentioned that. I mean, I don't. I I kicked you in the leg. That's Mm. not cool. I mean, I'm not. uh, That makes me sound like a psychopath. I'm not, am I? No, you're just a cunt. There we go. I'm just a cunt. So (laughs) that, but even. I mean, you're a massive one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Say more. He's a massive cunt, bigger than a proper cunt. No, mm. a proper cunt is like a proper, like you are. What about a right cunt? All-encompassing right. cunt. But I think I'm no. a massive cunt. You're a total cunt. Total cunt. That's the top mm. one. That's top yeah. tier. Yeah. Oh, he's a, oh, he's a total cunt. <laughs> you know, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Chef. Stu's cunt, it's mate. It's the top five <laughs> insults. <laughs> um, right, so. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We. Did we, did you didn't get into your third diet or your next yeah, diet? Yeah, we've done two. I, I, distract, we done I, I three? threw a curveball in and asked um, Stu a question, mm. so I apologise. Um, just on the have no, vegetarian veganism, you should watch, have you seen Carnage? Yes. Not yet, I'm really looking forward to it. I was talking to Pip last night on the way up there because um, I just listened to Simon Amstel on Adam Buxton's podcast. fantastic. Mm. That and podcast was mm. ing- And like, I fucking I love Simon Amstel. Have you seen him live? Uh, have not. He's no. incredible. He played South End um, recently, and I can't think why I didn't go. There was something on that night. I think we was doing a, we were doing something. Excuse me. And um, my ceremony's previous tour. Fuck me. His live show is amazing. And Carnage was one of the things where when it finished, me and me and my wife was like, can't argue with that shit. No. You really can't. You can't. It's, it's 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 absolutely. I mean, like I mean, you listen. You've listened to the podcast and yeah. like, about Buxton and Amsterdam have spoken about it, and it is. It's just so. It's so genius, and it's so like it does present you with the idea of like milk. Ugh, like it really mm. put makes you go. Oh, that is no. That's absolutely right. You can't argue it. Oh, I saw but a picture. He's, he's very humble about yeah. it as well. He's not like, well, you're, a, you know, it's because you're a dick. He literally, he, he, and he says it to. He's like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I just, yeah. it's just like I can't realistically, like, just imagine it. Like, you're, you're drinking cow's milk and it's got pus in it and it, yeah. it's not yours. And what are you? Do- I mean, it's gross. The thing yeah. is, I'm, like, not t- and I'm it, well off. I've and as much as it, it is, it cuts to the bone. It's just fucking. It's amusing because yeah. it's Simon Amstel, and it's like, mm. it's it makes it's. It gets the message across, but it kind of drip feeds you it because you're kind of being entertained. Yes, and exactly. It's, yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. You know, it's like you're getting told off. Absolutely. Like, that is, yeah. And that for me is the genius. That is. Yeah. That, it's that, not that preaching. Is the way. If you want to, if you want to, like. If you want to get a message across to someone, mm. don't give it to them Preach. in an aggressive mm. way. Do you know there's nothing worse than coming at someone from an angry perspective from mm. an angry with an angry like I'll tone to in your voice and, and a self righteous one people shut off mm. they don't yeah. want to know do right. they I mean at the end of the day if you go on the internet and you want to get your point across to someone and you're going on there angry and hurt and accusatory they're just going to come back at you in the same way yeah, and you need to and then they're going to ignore the content of your speech so you need to if you give it to them with you know if you give it to them with humour they're more likely to listen to you like there's no look at Russell Brand yeah Russell Brand's prime example of that. I mean, he he's done a lot. Across, I've done, he's, he's done a lot of good for that and opened up company. people's brains for sure. You, you kind of go, ah, oh yeah, like yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You're just like, oh okay, right. I've never thought, but like, yeah, I've never, I've never seen it work. I mean, people always talk about preachy vegans, and I mean, I have to admit, I haven't met as many as people say mm. there are. Like, you know, it's, there's this big like, oh, vegans, there's so, and I'm just are you, like, are you a vegan? I'm I'm not well. I mean, I'm almost there. Like, I don't drink mm. milk. I don't yeah. eat eggs, and like, I ca- but I can't say for sure. I can't say I am a vegan because I do have slip up. Yeah, I do have slip ups with cheese, mm. but I still I'm 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 pretty good. Like, I'm almost there. But it's a really tough transition, especially when you used to be a meat eater and now you're going yeah. to straight to vegans. Yeah. But I mean, especially like there are there's there's 
animal products and things that you wouldn't even have thought about. It's like, oh, well, just, you know, like Haribo. Oh, That's all right. Eat your Percy pigs. Nothing in Percy pigs. Um, but yeah, no, it's Carnage is absolutely amazing. It's um, so good. It's so good. And that, and that podcast, I mean, when he talks about going on um, that trip, God, where was it he went? He, uh, was it Peru? No, was it Peru? Where he went to do the... Um, Ayahuasca. He did, he did that yeah. drug. Was it called? Ayahuasca. Yeah. Ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was just an absolutely fantastic story. My, my cousin's <laughs> just done that. Really? Yeah. And uh, and it, it it's... I mean, I, the first time I see it was... Did you ever used to watch Bruce Parry when he used to go... Um, it was called Tribe the Programme. Oh, of course. No, I yeah. have seen that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Like... I think, did Dan Hardy do it? The, I don't know. I, I think Dan Hardy done it. Mm. I know when he was on Pip's podcast, I'm sure he spoke right. about going out there and sitting with the, the shaman. shaman See, I, yeah, I've heard I've heard this before somewhere, and I was trying to figure out where it might, it might have been that. Yeah. It might have been on Pip's podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I remember hearing about this somewhere else before, yeah. and I was like, what? The, I mean, you can go on a trip, and you can take a drug, and it will... Like, you know, kind of make you see things. Simon Amstel said it went back to him being cradled as a baby, didn't it? Oh, no, did he say it went back into the womb? Yeah, he took him back into the womb. and But, I mean, I can't, but there was, he sort of, I think he could visualise or he could see whatever And, talk, it, and basically talk to his younger was, self. Yeah, and the thing it, that it was that made him, like, who he was yeah. today and the problems that he was facing, because he was, like, wildly depressed. Um, but, I mean, he was, I mean... That, I think, for me, was one of the most fascinating things I've ever mm. listened to. Because he, I mean, again, the authenticity thing is, I mean, it's so important. And he was saying, you know, the guy that I was on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which is what everyone knows him for. Well, I mean, like, me personally, anyway, I very enjo- much enjoyed him on that. Mm. He was saying, I was I was a dick. I was a complete dick on that show. And, like, that was me trying to find approval through being yeah, playing a role. And not, yeah. you know, not really being appreciative of the people around yeah. me. But, I mean, I haven't seen this stand-up recently, but... Oh, it's, I mean, it's great, absolutely it's great. Did you watch Grandma's House? I didn't know. Did you watch that? No. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was kind of written. Uh, he wrote it, and he and he was living with his um in his grandma's house, <laughs> and but it was written about him as in he couldn't really find work because he and he was living off of being the guy in Nevermind the Buzzcocks, right. and. And the jobs he was being offered weren't really kind of what he was right. after. Oh, it was, and it was absolutely fucking brilliant. Like, and it, it, unfortunately, I don't think it was massively successful because oh, you yeah. know no. there, there were. Where can more. you catch it? Can you catch it on anything? Or was it a bit know. of a bit of a know. tough one? So. Carnage. I will get Carnage. There's loads of others. Cowspiracy before the flood, which was Leo DiCaprio. I've one. not seen Cowspiracy. My yeah. sister says it's. I think she yeah recommendation. For yeah, that. Carnage is brilliant because. It sounds a fucking wicked thing to say because of the nature of it, but it's it's really good. Mm. <laughs> it's like it's really fun, like to, to to kind of because he's he's entertaining Simon Amstel when he's, but it just as I said earlier, it gets it, where is it? it What's it, it on? It, Netflix. It gets through um, or you can Amazon. watch it. You can literally I think I watched it on the iPlayer. I yeah. watched it on iPlayer. Okay. Um, the thing about veganism is that it's a really tough subject to tackle because of the um, the kind of uh, conceptions, the preconceptions that come with talking about a subject like veganism. Um, it, people just expect you to be preachy. Wearing tie dye. You can't, yeah, you can't really talk about it without coming across like you're better than the person you're speaking mm. to. Um, and he comes at you from 
So I'm an equal perspective. It's like I understand. Like, I don't know. There's something about it's just a bit more understanding. It's, it's adult to adult conversation. Like so, when you were saying when we were talking about aggressive or a preach mode in mm. transactional analysis, what that is is someone. It's like a parent telling off a kid. Mm. So as soon as you're doing that, the other person turns into the kid and will sort of kind of shut off a little bit. Mm. Whereas if you do it from a, I kind of get where you're coming from, your perspective, but this is my thoughts on it mm. it's easier for people to start getting their heads around a subject yeah, absolutely. and it is a tough one that but it, but, but you know it's, it's he, like, like Mike not, Smith was saying when Morrissey explained it to him is almost there's no real he's, he's there's so, no logical way to yeah, to justify what we do but the <laughs> thing is he, like Simon Amster was so non-confrontational as well like when Buxton was asking him you know and he was saying all the cliches of like oh, I couldn't do that a bacon sandwich blah blah mm. blah and he, he, he was just going no and I get that but and yeah, and, and it, it that w- bit stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. That when he was saying like, yeah, but like I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, <laughs> just consider the fact that you're like. I mean, he didn't say it this way, but he was like, it's 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 selfish. It's, yeah. you know what you're doing is is selfish. And he's like, I don't, I get it. I was that guy, but it's selfish. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I mean, and and it and it is it is selfish. I mean, it's a tough thing to talk about because. You don't want to alienate people. People, because people don't want to hear something that they're doing wrong that no, they really I, like, and it's going to take not. quite a lot of effort to. I put fuel in my car. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, getting on my high horse. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, and again, I'm not a full vegan or anything. Mm. But and I'll say, oh, I, I might go. Well, this is what I believe. But then again, I drive a car, and there are numerous things that I do that I Fred, should be doing better. Sure. Fred Flintstone had a <laughs> pet dinosaur and a brontosaurus burger. It was ridiculous, but he didn't put petrol in his car. And that he just he walked around in it. So he didn't you know, walk around in it. He, he ran around it. in it, drove it, but he had to pedal it with his feet. And his dinosaur, his pet, he had a pet dinosaur. What mm-hmm. was it? It was a. I want to call it Dino. Dino. What yeah. was Dino? Dino was a. Oh, it's like just a, bronch- a tiny. A, bron- yeah. a bronchiosaurus. He um, looked like that, didn't he? It was, it was definitely a dinosaur. Which is um, not. And I believe he's, he's, was his letterbox a. Like a pelican. Oh, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't they have like a thing that opened up their cans? They had like, was it a, I want to say it was a saber tooth, but I don't know. It was something like that, wasn't it? It was, and it would some occasionally, oh, I mean, there was was a saber tooth thing you put out when you put the milk out. Oh, yeah. In your credit. Oh, my God, yeah. And like, and like occasionally they would speak or the bird would speak and make a joke or something. But I tell you what, um, what his pet, Dinosaur wasn't, and that was a Stegosaurus, which is our next dinosaur. Hey, that's a solid so dinosaur. Professional, <laughs> professional radio, this is now. Well done, Jess. Jess Stegosaurus. So this this features on both of our lists. Yeah. Right. So this is, uh, yeah, this is on both our lists. The Stegosaurus. It was um, seven tons. The average Stegosaurus was seven tons. Uh, it had a meter long spikes on their tails that made them lethal, but their brains. Very tiny. Yeah. Size of a... Well, you said orange, didn't you? And yeah, then I read somewhere it was a walnut. Size, so, size, not well, big. It could, could even be smaller than mm. that. I mean, yeah, it could have even been a walnut. But um, uh, a lot of the dinosaurs, I think, um, like the biggest part of a dinosaur's, particularly in, in carnivorous dinosaurs, the biggest part of their brains were usually the parts that could smell. For example, a T-Rex, obviously, could smell something from, I think, a mile off. They were absolutely incredible sense of smell. But um, the most fascinating, I don't know if you want to talk about the, no. seg- the plates on the back no, of the no, Stegosaurus. You, you it's away. absolutely amazing. You're, you're I did not away. know this until I researched it. But wow, <laughs> they would flush bloods, bloods, 
bloods. Do you know that bloods, bloods. that sours are starting to uh, have an effect now. So Jess has nailed half that bottle. By I the actually way, have listeners. drunk half the sours bottles. Good, so good work. Good I am work. Gonna, I'm gonna. That's I'm, all right, Jess. I'm nearly done with my bottle of red wine, so I'm up there with you. Are you? Are you gonna? Are you gonna start slurring? Otherwise, I'll oh, definitely. I always slur. <laughs> so. Sorry, sorry. Go on. What are you going to say? No, no, no. No, go on. As you were. As you were. <laughs> Alright, so this is actually one of the most delicious facts in the world. It's an absolutely beautiful fact about Stegosaurus is, is that the plates on their back, you think they would be there for um, defence, and they are, but more as a kind of physical barrier. But actually, um, they would flush blood into the plates on their back, creating a very interesting, kind of frightening display of colour. And this would serve as a kind of defence mechanism to ward off predators. Sweet. So, when you wa- when I watched Walking with Dinosaurs, they kind of like reenacted what this would look like, mm. and it was absolutely incredible. I mean, they went from these kind of grey bone sort of like coloured plates to suddenly these red scarlet colours, and it was a way of kind of like it would they'd sort of like suddenly flush blood into um sort of doing a gesticulation arching your back arching my back Um, and uh and yeah like they put blood in them and like it would and then the predators would freak out it was you know because a lot of um uh creatures will change color in nature to kind of ward off their predators uber aggressive erection that's exactly what i was about to say next yeah i was literally about to say kind of like an erection kind of flush blood into the plates, we just high-fived. It was li- it's literally It's not normally amazing. a threat, is it, like, getting an erection? Well, it very much depends... It depends, like... What, where, how, and why. Yeah. And, uh, it depends on the context of the situation. Um, but, yeah, like a very aggressive back erection. Um, there was once <laughs> mm, a... Um, what's that game, um, Would You Rather, right? Yeah, and someone... Okay. And it was... Uh, Would You Rather... God, I wish I could remember exactly what the other one was. But one of them was, would you rather have, uh, I think it was like, uh, vaginas, um, like, kind of on your stomach, or something <laughs> like that. I might be wrong, I can't yeah. remember. But the, but the, the, uh, the, would you, or would you rather have um, penises all down your back like a stegosaurus? <laughs> God, I'm, God, I'm assassinated. <laughs> I'm really not sure about and that I, I think, do you know what, that would you rather question yeah. must have been based on this principle of the uh, the blood being flushed into the, <laughs> yeah, the plates. Yeah, yeah, someone thought that. Would you rather have penises all down your back like a Stegosaurus? I mean, I'm assuming you can have, you know, full control over them. You would certainly not, not individually. They all go up or go down, or yeah, can you yeah. can you like do like a little display? <laughs> no, no, like no, like no. the fa- like the fountains in uh, in Vegas. No, I want it like a Mexican wave, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, that's horrible of having willies all hanging off my spine, but <laughs> so you'd make a very interesting porn star. I think you'd yeah. make quite a lot of money. Actually. You'd make a killing. Yeah. <laughs> so we spoke earlier about. Um, developments in technology and, 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 and things like that mm-hmm. and, 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 we're, yeah. and we're talking about kind of yeah so we, we spoke before we went on, on air about what, what, what you do for, for a living and, and the kind of we said that we'd speak about like the kind of messages and, and bizarre yeah. behaviour <laughs> of people that seem to think yeah, it's, yes. it's okay to... Yeah. Do, do you, you are to talk about it if you, you don't want... I am absolutely fine to Because your Instagram po- 
it is is wicked. And so all your posts are wicked. You did some recently last night, and that's what we came on to talking about. Is sometimes that once you do a few, then you start getting the yeah, more strange things a, where you get these yes, pictures and, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. I, yeah, I did a particular. I did a, a, a sort of collection of posts last night. Um, it was basically just like there's nothing. I for me, I mean, something like that is. I don't honestly. I mean, there's something. It's 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 weird to explain because I think the response that I got from a lot of women was one of quite a positivity. Yes. It was you know thank can you, you so can much. Can you describe what, what what? Yeah, of course. So basically, I uploaded about oh god. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I'm, let's say I was about six photos, right? And it was about sort of like a little collection of posts, um, where it was just basically me in a top and some pants, and I was my belly was sort of just like hanging out. It wasn't. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing overly sexual. From I the same shoot. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. Red wine's kicking. Yes. Um. From the same. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a shoot. It was literally just. Um. It was just in my room. Um. I, it's difficult to explain. It's basically just a pair of pants and like a top, and I'm just kind of sat there, and it's just basically like me looking fairly normal and unassuming, and um. It is, it's 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 weird because you don't see a lot of that kind of thing um, on Instagram. It's mm. all very kind of like toned and very like you know picture perfect. Yeah. But it was kind of rough, pixelated like kind of pictures of what I look like in my sort of natural habitat. And it's just basically my belly and my thighs and my cellulite and everything like that. Um, and for me personally, I when I look at these images, I don't find anything super sexual about them. Like maybe that's not to say that. Like, maybe some people will look at them and find them attractive. But that doesn't mean that you can then... I mean, you can't then think it's completely okay to start sending, like, the message... The, the onslaught of messages I got in as a result of this was unbelievable. <laughs> and I mean, okay, so this is, a, this is a conversation I've been having a lot recently with um, a lot of my friends. And they've sort of said, well, you know, if you put up pictures m like that... Fr friends that are models or friends my, that are just your my, friends? My, my, just my personal friends. Yeah. Um, and they've sort of said, well, if you put up photos like that, you can't really expect not to receive attention of that calibre. And I said, I said, okay, right, fine. Well, how about this? You, and it's, and I mean, if because it's particularly with my guy mates, I have to say, like, a lot of my girl mates kind of get it. Yeah. But my guy friends, I have to, I mean, and this is fine. I have no, I don't hold it against them. They're my friends and they're very open-minded people. This is why I'm friends with them. If I, if they weren't, I would just, I wouldn't bother. Mm. But they've sort of said, well, I don't understand, you know, if you're, if you're putting up photos of like that, you know, you have to expect it. And I'm like, well, okay, have you ever sent a message to a girl? If you've seen a girl online, I'm sure we all have, we've all seen a girl we might find attractive. Do you then promptly follow it up with a picture of either your penis or something maybe sexually aggressive or and here they're like no and i'm like well why and they're like well because and then it's followed with something like well it would be inappropriate or mm. well no because i wouldn't do that so then no. you can be you should be we could so it's be like, able okay, to well be expected what, what makes you think that i mean okay so you can do it so you you're basically saying you can exercise self-control and they're like well yeah and i'm like well okay well then everyone like these these guys can as well they mm. just choose not to not because so. because maybe they it's a conscious decision it's a conscious decision that's it Stu it's so like I don't know there's one so there was one email which did feel like it was a conscious decision <laughs> because the title is just 
No, ca- there's no punctuation, or he's not even put any capitals. Title of the email, this this witty email, is just the <laughs> word sex, and in the bulk of the email, in the body of it, is just again the word sex. I mean, I mean that did take a lot of thought. That that might have been like someone sneezing, but but normally they're thought through or they're absolute. They're bananas. Some of these the I messages mean, like, you get. I just. Oh man! I mean, I've I've received some. I've received pictures of bum holes in the past. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I mean, like, it's it's it's. I mean, you have to. to some do, degree, do you know what? I just go. Shut, go on, go on, carry on. Sorry, I'm sorry, no, no, no. You know what are you going to say? It's that process of someone that has looked at a picture of you and just thought, I need to send something to her now. Yeah. What's gonna What's gonna get her attention and get her wanting me? But what What's brilliant? <laughs> my ring piece. But is it the first shot? My ring piece. Or, or is there like 30, 40 yeah. shots of How him they trying sat? to get a photo of his asshole? Oh. Are you putting filters on it? It's oh. an asshole. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, I'm I'm actually impressed at the fact that he even managed to get himself into a position yeah. whereby he can actually take a photo of his bum hole. I, oh. I was. I mean, this was. Uh, like, uh, it's the the thing is. I have grown accustomed to kind of laughing at it because I'm like, oh, well, this is pathetic. But the other part of me is like, no, I shouldn't have to put up with this. No. Just because, um, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's dark. And I mean, I was reading Not some his message- arsehole. That, <coughs> I think that's a His given. arsehole was dark due yeah. to melanin, which is something that all human beings <laughs> tend, to, tend to have around that area. Did you um, bring that up with him? <laughs> your yeah, your bum hole is particularly dark, and I gave him like a sort of like medical like run through of like what yeah. I thought. What's in your diet? Are you all right, mate? Yeah, just kind of like really like broke it all down, and I mean I have done that. I do sort of like really psychoanalyze like what is it that they're doing it for, and occasionally these beautiful moments where you actually have a little bit of a breakthrough with these people and they're like I just don't know I just I just you know I think sometimes and then that guy that I spoke about earlier yep. I was I was telling I was telling Stu earlier about a guy who had sent me some messages that and it was like a frenzy wasn't it it was a bizarre sort of unraveling it's like sort of this like kind of like psycho unraveling of this guy just he just couldn't contain whatever it was that he was feeling and it was it was aggression and then it was sadness and then it was and then it was then there was some science in there yeah and then there was you know was I, how, how do you expect me to help myself how do you expect me to i mean the thing is is that you know like human beings are just attracted to other human beings like i you know and maybe you should have your like if you've got your bum hole mm-hmm. there's, be a, all right. there's a lot of nerve <laughs> He you got your bum hole licked. Yeah, you'd be all if you right. had your bum hole licked, he's got a lot of nerve endings, and I really think you'd enjoy it. And I'm just, I, I, and I'm just there, sort of like, you know, had these messages just coming through, and then it sort of ended with, anyway, I'm uh, gonna go kill myself now. So I'm just like, whoa, and it's like, it's like that was a roller coaster. Mm. Um, and I mean, this happens on a regular basis. I mean, I get like, I get what well, I think I had four dick pics yesterday. So uh, I was and saying it's this. It's not even necessarily yeah. their dicks, just mm. pictures of dicks on the internet. That's, ins- that's super insane. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, these are all, have, diff- have you, all have different. Have you ever sent a dick pic ne- to anyone? I have sent a dick pic to someone, yeah, but that was on request. Yeah. And that was to a girlfriend. Right. Um. So, yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah. I, I hope it's fucking fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's caught me out. No, yeah, you're not allowed to send that to me. But you asked. I'm calling the police now. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, um, I think this is crazy because uh, me and Jess were talking about this, uh, that my girl mates get this a lot on Tinder where they will have a conversation. The conversation will get to phone number exchanging, right? 
And they'll say it's crazy how often that will convert till as soon as I've given them my number. Maybe they'll have one or two texts on the actual phone and then a dick pic will just come in. And they're like, it happens a scary, scarily often. And I don't know any of my mates who are doing that. Like, genuinely, I don't know if I know any of my, other than me, any of my mates who are doing that. And it, it freaks me out a little bit. Like, what do they think? Like, oh, here it is. Are you ready now? For, has that turned you on enough? Have I, like, you know, tantalised you enough with my, my charisma? Oh, no, don't worry about that. that Here's my cock. But surely that's someone (laughs) thinking that in in the state that they're in, that the person they're chatting to is is in the same state, correct? I don't. Honestly, mate, they're going to like this. I honestly don't think it's got to that point. Like, it's cold. Like, sometimes, no doubt, they're, you know, might have got a bit sexy. Yeah. But a lot of the time, my, my girlmates are saying, no, these are cold out of the blue. No one was talking about dicks. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not, and there it's, it is. There's no initiation. There's uh, nothing I've to... Yeah. It's, it's an absolute... It's, oh, it's. I mean, the thing is, that the internet's a minefield anyway. And, I mean, it's in its, the internet is in its infancy, right? So yeah. we're, we're all still learning how to communicate with each other. Sure. In this... I mean, it's, it's, it's a new skill for us. Definitely. We are, we are, we are really... We're just trying to figure out how it is. I mean, and 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 you know, we're we're communicating with people all over the world, and um, it's kind of it's sort of a bit like everyone's a little bit drunk on the internet. We're all just kind of like you know, sh- we're we're being a little bit more honest about how we feel. Uh, people are showing p- off pictures of their penises, and it's 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 a very it's and I'm I mean as a doing what I do, right? I'm trying to sort of navigate it, and I'm trying to be. I'm trying to like how do, I'm like how do I respond to this? Do I respond to this? Um, and you know, because I mean, I, I I used to get it a lot, and I would just kind of ignore it. But then I started to think, oh, but they're going to do it to other people, and mm. you know, and then I would respond, but they wouldn't really give a shit. They just wanted they just wanted a reaction, and I sort of looked it up, and apparently there's some sort of psychological like mm. um sort of like undertone to it. Apparently it's something to do with like you know if you you had a mother that didn't particularly pay attention to you or something, and I was like I'm not even gonna Always go down this rabbit hole. It seems very bizarre. There. I'm not sure that you know this is even relevant. I yeah. think that that just mm. excuses it, and I I feel like. The fact is, is that none of my, none of my, none of my, as far as I'm aware, as you've said, like, you don't know, and neither do I, as far as I'm aware, none of my guy mates have, have, have done that, and when I talk, talk, talk to them about it, they say, no, I would never do that, and I'm like, well, why not, and they, because it's, it's, it's weird, like, I, I, I like, it's, I can't, I can't, I just can't figure it out, and it happens to me a lot and it's not I mean I, I, I was talking about the death threats Did I have spoken about that yet I've had death not threats on on, online from guys um, and you you mentioned this as well that you've had a girlfriend that's had um, not a girlfriend but a girlfriend mm. who's had um, they go from sort of zero to sixty they get ever they get so angry with you mm. and it's it's that entitlement that ego it's that like you know you I am deserving of your attention it, and it, it's it, and it's not just this isn't just based on what this is this has been happening to me mm. the whole time I've existed on the internet yeah. this isn't just based yeah, on yeah. what I do it's just that ha- now it happens to be a lot more because yeah. I am exposed more sure. and I have more exposure and I have more followers that's why it's happening much more regularly than it used to um, yeah but it's it's a nightmare and I've said I sometimes I just sometimes it does make you just want to sign off but I was saying to Jess 
Um, please don't just start sending me all the dick pics. Like she had like, she's like, yeah, I had four, four today. And so yes, yeah, so I was like, Chris said, oh, send them to me. I love looking. At <laughs> yeah, see, I love, I love looking at penises. And yeah. then I thought instantly regretted it, and I could just imagine a point at some point when I've got a text. Um, you not- Jess Megan <laughs> keeps sending me dick pics <laughs> just as a tweet. I mean, I think that's a great idea. But um, the one that was sent on Wednesday that's got Morrissey tattooed just above <laughs> the stem. Can you not send him that one, please? <laughs> I didn't realise that was a dick. I didn't realise that was a dick pic. <laughs> I thought it was a Morrissey tattoo. There was a there was a dick in that photo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, no. Um, that was uh, yeah, and I'm exposed to it a lot, and I'm. Uh, I'm but the, the thing is, right? I'm trying to be a bit more like I don't know, just trying to handle it a bit better. But being it's old tough. as fuck, right? And, mm. and and so right, you're oh, a model, right? And mm. and you're and you're a very very pretty girl, mm. and you must obviously, as you said, aside from a dick pics, you must obviously. I've seen how many followers you've got on on your your social media and that, and yeah. like there must be constant interaction and, and adulation and 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 obviously weird shit as well, like dick pics and death threats but <laughs> dick pics and death threats <laughs> I, should make a, I should write a that's song that's, that's the name of a new album that's, that's that complicated <laughs> second album isn't it <laughs> um, but surely it does still come down to a human connection and interaction and and meeting someone and chatting to someone yeah what you mean what like to meet the, someone the dick pics and death threats or well, no no that, that's that's just I mean, yeah, that's just a shock factor. Is it it, it two worlds? Because to me, that kind of cyber online world, it's, it's, I don't know. It's easily detached, though, because the person writing it, they they, they don't sometimes forget that they wouldn't do it in front of them. It's a bit like road rage. You know, people can get so upset because you're actually in your little car, you're not next to them, you're not going, oh, hey, you know. Yeah. Once you're in that little bubble, and, and, and on phones, it's again, it's you in this different world. It's almost yeah. not real, but I don't think it. I don't. It's difficult to paint. Even the people sending dick pics, I don't think it's always the same thing. I think there's probably that, a trend, but is, death person, threats or whatever. That person, if you if you kind of, I don't know, using a bar and you was chatting to someone and they was like, <laughs> "Have a look at this." How are you doing? <laughs> and just wallet, just like got, got their knob out. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> mm. But it's all right to go. Mm-hmm. How you doing? You're all right. Mm. Have a look at that yeah. online, and that's mm. kind of become a bit weird and acceptable, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't it's, know if it's acceptable. It's not talked it's not, about yeah, enough, it's and not. it's it's not like and blokes. I don't know. As I say, I don't know doing it, but from the sounds of it, there's a lot, and I don't know. I think there probably needs to be an Instagram page where girls can just. I mean, just, there is just there is uh, uh, there's something called uh, my job should not include abuse hashtag my job should not include abuse, and this is kind of. I mean, this is a kind of collection. It can come with... I mean, this is including uh, one of the things in the modelling industry that's very... Like, it's not talked about enough is the abuse that comes from photographers, right? So right. this is a very important issue. Can you hold that thought? Can we pause? We'll have a wee. Oh, you yeah. piss I promise I'm just having a wee. I'm not going to the toilet. <laughs> he's, he's all, oh <laughs> you got him all worked up. You're going to get... get a, or, or I'm going to get a picture. One of us is. Uh, sex robots, mate, eh? Sexy robots, sexy robots. We are the sex robots. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What's that from? That sounds like a Mighty Boosh sort of sketch. That, or was it from something else? Uh, was I was head? doing craft work. We oh. are the robots. Um, but um, they in the Boosh didn't they have the two girls that were called 
Robots in Disguise. Oh, mate, I genuinely can't remember. That um, put some records out. They had one act with the sex was made of stupid, I think. It was really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway. You know, we digress. We, we digress. Um, Which we did on this podcast. A lot. Um, thank you so much to, um, to Jess for, A, making the journey um, over to us um, yep. and for being really funny, entertaining, smart and, and a great guest. Yeah, um, you nailed it, love. You nailed it. And um, I think everyone's uh, knowledge of dinosaurs has just got that little bit better, except for maybe uh, my good friend Stuart Whiffin. Yes, absolutely. He's a tortoise a dinosaur. Mm. Is that a tortoise noise? Mm, that's my tortoise noise. All oh, right. Uh, no, they're not a dinosaur, my friend. Really? No, but a, um, but a um, squirrel is, strangely enough. Fuck me, you live and learn. <laughs> It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.